Hey everyone, this is an emergency episode. We're talking about Nine and a Half Weeks from 1986, directed by Adrian Lyne, like the horniest director in the fucking world. Yay! Yay! This isn't even a backtrack because we already have a backtrack scheduled. This was like, I watched this movie for the first time a few, maybe like two months ago. And I was like, Charles, I I have so many thoughts. I have so many questions. I, I like, I just need to get this out. Yeah. <laughs> So you were like, okay, let's do one. So that's what we're doing. And I told my first impressions, but when did you first see this or have you heard about it? Uh, No, I I had seen it. Um, I don't really have like a special story. I think I just like rented it on Netflix or something. Oh, Um, shit. Like, um, and um, like, I mean, I was sort of like caught up in like what, in like the like complete chaos that unfolds on screen I mean. but like i at the same time i was got caught up in all these like small details like i love her sweater right so- <laughs> that's what drew me in it was the chunky sweaters uh, oversized sweaters and like you know and like the settings are just like so it, like the sets are just like fantastic and it's just so cool. it's just like new york and you know it's weird it's it's like it it i guess it takes place in like the mid 80s but doesn't feel like the mid 80s i mean aside from like some certain tells i guess like involving like tech tech you know like technology you know and um you know stuff like that it feels like a very modern story the fact Um, that he had a cd player was pretty ballin in like 1985 yeah and (laughs) um like um i don't know i i i I, um i i guess i just I was just um, as much as these people are obsessed with each other, I became obsessed with with like their lives. I so, know. <laughs> I was like, I want this to be a series. I know, right? Like, I want to well, know what happens next. Well, you know, there's a sequel. I heard. <laughs> I heard. That I heard has I, I, Mickey I, Rourke. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I heard it's. I'm. I'm. I am, don't have high expectations for it, but I think it is something that that exists. So. <laughs> It was a straight to video, aka like a Netflix movie back in the nineties. It was like something yeah. that they didn't put in the theater. I mean, some of those straight to videos, like back in the like nineties, were like aren't aren't that bad. No, they're <laughs> so, not that bad. No, like, the thing is, you have to like seek them out because it's it, like because they're not in theaters, they're not promoted the same yeah, way. Yeah. Oh man, blockbuster. That's where like or hollywood video or potomac video or like the local ones that we had here but that was where you found everything <laughs> like, i know right that's where you found all the straight to dvd or straight to movie or video home video <laughs> well i well i remember when i found hollywood video i like i like flipped my shit because i was like 199 for five days i know <laughs> it used to be like a two-day remember there was like a two-day rental and sometimes there'd yeah. be like a one-day rental if it was like jurassic park and it was the weekend it came out yeah like you yeah. had to return it the next day because because yeah. everyone was trying to like rent it. It was crazy. I, th- I think that for like Hollywood video, they did have those two, but I think you got to keep like the video for at least two days. So, oh, nice. Um, but oh man, um, so sad. Uh, I used to get my them. sour punch straws, like the candy, like it just. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know everyone like I mean, you know streaming is so obviously it's the way of the future but mm. I, I mean honestly i spend like 30 to 40 minutes trying to fucking decide what the hell i'm gonna watch yeah like it you know like sort of um it you know it sort of like takes the whole like search to find something to watch like it just makes it less exciting you know mm-hmm. 
Um, and you can switch so easily. Like if you rented this, like let's say you rented this at the at the video store with like two other movies, you kind of felt like you had to just watch it. Like yeah, you rarely yeah. would turn it off because you're like, whatever, I read the back and I know the actors. So let me just watch this because this should be kind of cool. But now it's like you can go 10 minutes and be like, eh, and then you just switch. Yeah, I, you know, I honestly sort of miss ha- having like a physical TV. Like, oh, um, yeah. Just, you know, because, you know, um, um, I don't know. I like used to love to make like you know like mixtapes, you know, like off off the TV of like you know music videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, like episodes of like The Simpsons and like I don't know what happened to those tapes, but those are like those are just, like so much fun, you know, to make and so much fun. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, you know, um, mon- and doing much of the like re- research for this 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 movie, I, I was just like some of these IMDb facts feel like they were just taken out of an episode of pop-up video like i, mean, <laughs> I know <laughs> you know it's like did you know that kim basinger likes apples <laughs> i know it's like what <laughs> i was like, like I, huh? what? I, I didn't but thank you <laughs> it was totally really fucking weird also christine baranski i was thinking she was gonna have like a role and I think you yeah. see her like once. I think she's on screen for like maybe forty five seconds at most. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I was like, when I saw the credits, I was like, I don't remember her being in this the first time I watched it. And then when I saw her at the dinner party, I was like, oh, that was it. <laughs> I guess that's all. Yeah, like I was like, oh damn, that sucks. But, um, oh god, but I just, I just, I just like want like Elizabeth's life in New York. Like I want that apartment and i want her job whatever it is she does and like i just gallery worker like why were there so many people who worked at this gallery i mean do you think she was like an art dealer or something if you like worked for the gallery or like a scout because remember she was like trying to track down that guy that older guy was the artist who like didn't really want to show up because I mean, it sort of seems like her, like in her job, she was like someone of like importance, you know, like because like she had like her own like desk, you know, and like I mean, nice. I mean, I guess lots of people have desks, but like she had her own desk and like a phone. Um, did she have a phone? No, she didn't. Because didn't they say like phone? Oh, like you have a phone call so technically there was the guy at the front desk who i want to know more about his story too i know i know front desk guy michael i think his name was his character name was but i'm just like what this is so weird and (laughs) i I have to also say that this premiered february 21st 1986 based on a book semi-autobiographical book by elizabeth mcneil um i want to know about her and this guy yeah. I don't know who the real guy was based around, like how much of this was what parts were elaborated and what parts were kind of true. I actually mm. hope that it is Mickey Rourke. <laughs> like <laughs> I actually hope that she wrote it. And this is also really funny as I was watching it and as I was watching like the quote unquote ice cube scene, I remembered that there's a quote in a my so-called life episode and I believe that it is the episode pressure. If I'm right, this is like kind of insane. Because it's the episode where Angela is, like, being pressured to sleep with Jordan. And I think she's talking to, like, Rayanne about it in the bathroom. And she's like, oh, my God, Rayanne, like, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, should I do it? She's like, oh, come on, just do it. It's so cool. Like, just do it. It's not a big deal. 
And then these two girls that like, come out from a stall and they're like, well, I like him to take a really long time. And the girl's like, what are you talking about? You've never even done it. And then she's like, uh, oh. and then Rayanne's like sitting on like the radiator or whatever she's doing. And she's like, I like it when they rub this like ice cube all over your body <laughs> until you like lose your mind. And they're like, someone seriously did that to you. And then she's like, Mickey Rourke did it. <laughs> and then they, and then they go like, wait, does he like go to the school? <laughs> <laughs> and then they like walk out. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, she was totally referencing nine and a half weeks. <laughs> so that's really funny. I like that. Rayanne, oh, of course, she would. Yeah, I um I never really got into on the Mickey work train until like, you know, maybe like 2016, but he's like he's like awesome. <laughs> like Yeah, he he definitely is. I I unfortunately, like I have to say, like and I think Jai like may have actually passed out in the episode when I said this. I like found him attractive and spun. Oh. <laughs> and he was like the horrible like kind of like super like trailer trashy meth cook. <laughs> yeah. I still stand by that. <laughs> I definitely was like I see it. Like I I, I see the fact that he's not like conventionally attractive in this movie but there's just something about him yeah um I, he's one of those guys i think yeah i um i uh, would be interested in, like learning more about his like mid 80s stuff because like, i think like, that's kind of like his like career like you know part one yeah you know? the pope of greenwich village um, yeah yeah which is um, a big one and then he also did that movie with lisa bonet oh really yeah that one that has that intense sex scene they had to cut because wow. that one i think got her in trouble on the cosby show oh, if i'm not mistaken okay. because i believe she was still filming it or she'd left it or something uh-huh. and it was definitely like not it, uh, which is so funny not funny haha but funny ironic that like bill cosby had such a strict rule for like what actors did outside of doing the cosby show because that was such a family-friendly show and knowing what the fuck he is alleged to have done yeah all these people i was like oh really so even when she got pregnant with zoe i think it was a problem on a different world and she was married she was married to lenny kravitz what the fuck like (laughs) you can write i think he didn't want to write in a pregnancy on a college girl's storyline but like She was married. She could have been, if you had a problem with premarital sex, just have her be married. Have her be a college girl who's married. Yeah. At like 19, like it exists. But anyway, he's in a movie with her. I think it's called Wild. No, I don't want to say Wild at Heart because that's not it. That's the the one with Nicolas Cage, um, but I don't think. It's I think he's also in a movie called like Barfly that looks kind of good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is. And he was a boxer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like trained as a professional boxer. I think he left Hollywood after like the early 90s or something or some part in the 80s and then he did boxing again and then he came back to acting yeah and then i think like his like big career like comeback movie was like the wrestler yeah um, mm-hmm. which um i have not seen but everyone keeps saying that's really good because i think it was done by darren aronofsky oh you're right i haven't seen it either um but yeah you're right yeah uh, um, Angel Heart is the movie that he did right after this with Lisa Bonet and okay. Robert De Niro. I actually want to see it. it it's kind of one of those movies that I, I have to track down. I think it's on. I think I can rent it on Amazon. It's never like uh, streaming. It's like okay. one of those weird ones. But yeah, I really want to see it. I just like I, I. Why is he always smiling? I 
It's I, like he's laughing at her, kind of, sort of. I mean, it just sort of seems like he's he's like kind of bemused or just kind of like, oh, you're adorable. Um, I know. Which, which I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm like misinterpreting things, which is probably why I'm still single. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I it, yeah, this this like. M- m- motherfuckers like smiling constantly it's weird (laughs) it's super weird i also find it strange that well i don't know if this was a i think because in 1986 we don't know we were three so i i mean i couldn't tell you what was like commonplace around adults but i'm pretty sure this was the first like mainstream film that dealt with kind of like a non-traditional sexual relationship let's put it that way yeah i don't know um, it's not bdsm really so i wouldn't call it that but it's but it's like it's a non-traditional. It's, it's very kinky. Like yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely like a kink kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But there was no mention of the word like um uh what do you call it like safe words. Yeah, like, there was yeah. no mention of anything like that. There was no mention. At, this is like the the negatives of it, like the cons. The fact that they make it super uh, mysterious, I think, is also part of the eroticism. But they also. The, when you look at it from this lens and you're looking at it outside of like, oh, this is super erotic. It's all this like kind of like uh, barely touching kind of thing, which is called something. I don't know what it is. But it it then when you actually look at it and you take it outside of it, you're like, okay, so this is completely for his pleasure and his pleasure only. She has absolutely no say. She doesn't even speak up or even feel like she can speak up. Yeah. The only time that she actually says no is when they're in the Hotel Chelsea. Yeah, or the Chelsea Hotel, and and she like runs out, and even that time when, like I I don't I don't remember seeing it like that when I first saw it, but the scene where she went through his drawers, and then he like calls her and tells her like, did you go through my drawers? Like, were you a bad girl? And she's like, yeah, I did. And then he's like, I'm I'm gonna do something at home. And then when she gets home, he's like, I'm gonna spank you. And then she gets like, she's like, what? When and she, he, like, goes yeah. out of it, and then she, like, goes to the door, and then he, like, grabs her and, like, puts her on this table, and she's definitely struggling. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't, like, tell him to stop, but she does, I mean, it's just, body language-wise, I would probably tell him to stop, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it seemed very, yeah, but then, of course, you have that weird, blurry line with this whole relationship. Like, is this part of the kink? Did she agree? Like, did she even agree yeah. to this? Consent was not a thing at all. It was like whatever he did, whatever he told her to do, she just did it. Well, I think it was. I think back then, like, it was sort of considered romantic for a man to sort of be like extremely assertive and aggressive. Yeah, you know? I guess that is like, true. Yeah, you know, eighties. Um, like, I would love a role reversal. Um, like a gender role reversal in a movie like this, where yeah. it's the woman like telling the guy what to do and him yeah. not like, questioning anything, or at least some type of like reciprocal, not him the whole time telling mm-hmm. her what to do. And even when they're like shopping, which granted, ugh, I mean, the whole thing is an aphrodisiac taking me to that fucking amazing like <laughs> Japanese avant garde store paying with cash. You're not even gonna ask me if I like it. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, because I know you do. Because this is this badass clothing out um, place I'm taking you to. I'm not gonna take you to look like you're in rags. <laughs> like you look fucking great. But she's just like, and she didn't say anything. Like yeah. she didn't go like, oh, okay. And I do like the fact that she wasn't young. That she was like the same age. Mm-hmm. So she could have, you know, she wasn't kind of you know, in that kind of like older guy, younger woman relationship where you don't feel like you can speak up like, and she just didn't. And she was just enthralled by this whole thing, which who wouldn't be 
I mean, I mean um, honestly. I'd be like, um, I've been a very nosy Parker, John. <laughs> yeah, nosy Parker? What? Yeah. That's an 80s slang. It has to be. I don't know what that is. I, I really don't know what that is. Guess I, I, I guess he was calling her a uh, like sn- Snooper McSnooperson, you know, I don't know. <laughs> a Budinsky. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is really strange too because yesterday I just recorded an episode on Batman Returns, so I'm unwillingly back in the erotic thriller category. Oh, um, I had no idea that Batman Returns was like a full on like horny ass movie. Um. Yeah, 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 it's great. <laughs> I did not under I did not like expect that uh Danny DeVito dressed as penguin would tell Michelle Pfeiffer just the pussy I've been looking for. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> this is in my, the theater <laughs> with kids. My uh my favorite favorite part part of the movie is when like Batman and Cat w- w- woman are fighting on, on the rooftop and he like punches her and she, she's like how could you i'm a woman and he's like i'm I know. sorry I know. I know. he's like i'm sorry and then she's like oh, whatever and then she like moves on i also like that be careful it's my first time <laughs> she's like first fighting with him oh yeah that, that episode will be out by the time you hear this so yeah um, check and, it out <laughs> and, then, and then i also love how like the first time they i think the police meet her was when she's doing like a series of like flip-flops outside the building and she stops in front of the police and she's like meow i know <laughs> as the building blows up in this like badass like the crow kind of way yeah um and she just like just like does all these flips right up to them and then it's like meow and then it's like, I was like oh god i love michelle pfeiffer so much <laughs> she's like iconic i mean yeah. that movie is totally hers like she's she's the best cat woman the fact that as i was researching i found some random article saying like anne hathaway's was the best cat woman I haven't seen mm. that full movie, so I can't judge. But I already know that's a lie. <laughs> I like. I mean, I, I I don't really have the like. Rev- I don't really have the hatred for Anne Hathaway that you do, but I still think that Michelle Pfeiffer was like the that better cat person. Totally. And my, my revulsion of Anne Hathaway has since diminished because apparently there was kind of like an unknowing Anne Hathaway, like hate train that happened through much of like the mid two thousands. And there've been some like think pieces about this, but it's true. There's something about her and either the way they marketed her or the way they marketed her movies or the role she did that so many people just didn't like her. And I feel really bad because she's a really good actress, but I feel like she just did a lot of movies that like i was just like ugh. like i think she was everywhere for a while well, i think she was one of those kind of actors yeah well i, th- I think you'd probably really like this movie she was in called rachel getting married um, oh yeah what is that that's that's about a um well she, she plays a woman who checks out of rehab for her sister's w- w- wedding um oh, okay and um it, it, it's it's good i think it's done by i think it's done by um the same director who did silence of the lambs um no way jonathan dem yeah yeah or demi i think it's yeah. Dem, right yeah um but yeah i mean it's um it's it's um just kind of like a you know it's it's just kind of like it takes place in this like strange setting in this wedding it's just like so over the top but it's like you know but the real story is about her so oh. I mean, it's it's good it's good um and then um and then i I frankly lose it every time I watch her scene from Les, Les Miserables. Oh God, yeah, I haven't seen Les Mis. It's not my vibe. I mean, um, I mean, Black Mountain. I like her in that. I mean, I mean, I, I don't particularly know that much about the French 
revolution either but i like lose it when i see her version of i dreamed a dream i mean it's it's like incredible she won an oscar for that right yeah 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 i mean is she a good singer oh yeah because she like broadway singing because i I mean well it like um i mean her her like scene which i'm sure you've seen parts of is just very very raw and she's just she's just it's it's done like all in one take and she's just like sobbing the like entire time and you know, it's not, it's not like, it's, you shouldn't watch for the vocal performance because, like, it's very, you know, just, like, emotional messy, but just the, like, emotion on her face is just, like, very gut-wrenching and raw. So oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, okay. See, my, my opinion can be changed as some people think that I'm, like, firm and set. There are some people I'm kind of firm and set, but I, I do like her now, so I'm down okay. to watch her movies, so. Okay. Uh, so another question if you could recast this movie now Ooh. who would you have in the two title roles i literally mm. just thought about this so i don't have an answer ready oh gosh but i'm trying to think of like now this i also compared when i first saw it to 50 shades because yes, that's the um, most current iteration of like that type of movie for like this modern age and that movie i thought was like so like vanilla sandpaper oh yeah just like the contract but of course is the contract in the book the fact that he has a contract like that i've never actually read the books like i mean there's like this one passage from the books i keep on on my phone um that you keep on your phone yeah 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 um what is it um okay hold on um (laughs) so wait hold on i might have deleted it actually but um, it's okay. So it's basically this passage where <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's no. like where um, it's it's like where she's it's like where they're having sex while she's on her period, and it's like the most hilarious oh, thing no. I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just it's it's so funny, but um, <laughs> oh my god, it's it, it sounds gross and it is gross, but it's also hilarious. So yeah, the way like, she describes things are pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Which we lost in that movie because it wasn't there was no voiceover. It was just like you're watching what's happening. But yeah, mm. as the passages I've heard have been really funny, like how she describes things, like how she describes Christian, Christian yeah. Gray. Um, but yeah, this one I feel like is this also reminds me of the film Wall Street, which I believe came out after this, the one with Michael Douglas. Oh, right. And Charlie Sheen, um, but that one obviously was about like Wall Street, but he just is that kind of guy. Um, you know, there are parts of this there are parts of the story that show up in other movies. Like the scene with the ice cube really reminds me of the scene in Forty Days and Forty Nights after this oh, movie where Josh Hartnett takes like Josh a vow of celibacy. And, <laughs> and like Shannon Sossman is like lying naked on his bed and like he can't touch her, so he just blows a flower petal like over her body and <laughs> i can't they should be married it's, it's um, i love it's, them both it, it, it's truly one of the most erotic scenes i've like seen like possibly ever and um i don't think it gets the credit that it does d- deserves but i mean it seems like this, that may have been he- heavily influenced by this movie <laughs> so, oh totally um, is this the first movie where that was done i don't I, know i'm not sure I wonder. Um, God, how nuts. Okay, well, let's get into behind the scenes. Okay. Um, what did you gather? Um, let's see. 
Um, so I kept my behind the scenes stuff relatively light. Um, yeah, same but, here. So, um, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie critics give it a fifty eight percent. Wow, that's low. which I which I I thought seemed I thought seemed low and I liked then, it. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And then it has like an audience score of fifty six percent. Fucking losers. Really? Like Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> like that fucking gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah, why? That's weird. It wasn't um, cheesy or anything. Like it was uh, cheesy is one thing it was not. <laughs> no, it was like an emotional journey. I it, feel really bad for Kim Basinger. It I mean it didn't really after a while I kind of forgot I was watching a movie. I just was just watching this one woman descend into madness. I was like you know? why is HBO <laughs> not picking this up? Why is this not a fucking limited series? I know, right? Like <laughs> right. there's still so much here. I feel like God. Um, okay, so other actresses considered for the lead um were Jacqueline Bissett um and also um Terry Gar, who my okay. mom always says that if anyone were to play her in the movie, she would want it to be Terry Gar. Um Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would you want to play you? Oh god. I mean in a movie. I, I mean I, I probably I mean, it's not a possibility, but I guess Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just I don't know. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a total good one. Um, I actually oh. would, if I had to pick who to play you, I would pick Rain Wilson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, either, but not, but more like his character in The Office. That's how I imagine your office life. <laughs> I imagine you as, <laughs> as um, as Rain Wilson. What's his name? Is it Dwight? Uh, Dwight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who. That's how I imagine your office life, and I hope to never know, so that I can keep this like <laughs> imagination alive. Like I hope to never actually go to your office and actually see, like, oh, it's not like this at all. <laughs> I mean, I want to keep this I mean, dream alive. <laughs> I mean, I actually had a very eventful um, thing that happened today, where I, I was at my desk and I got an email from my coworker, and she said, and she says, "Hey, Charles, can you can you ask BCPI to?" print a copy for, for this case and i was like okay and so then i sent a an email to bcpi and i was like hey can you print a copy of this case and they're like sure <laughs> <laughs> so you they couldn't email you had to just literally copy and paste their email and yeah, just send yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and the water club is no more if you have at all been listening to this podcast there was a water club, a past water club at Charles's work that is no yes. more. They, um, oh. the the uh, chairman of the water club tried to entice people to take up the like you know the reins of, of the water club by saying things like, "Well, you get free water." So, like, <laughs> um, oh god, <laughs> wow, um, that's nuts. But um, yeah, but anyway, um, so um. So what one thing I did think was interesting is this movie was filmed like sequentially. Um, yeah, that was which cool. I, which I've like heard is like when producers hear that directors want to do that, they basically bang their head against the wall for about ten minutes and just start sobbing like uncontrollably. So, like, but why? Um, so I, I mean, um, but I, 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 I guess it's more about the emotional journey more than anything else. I guess you wanted. 
the director wanted to like read, you know, like on her I face. Mean, yeah. Um, you can feel the breakdown and like the yeah, as yeah. a sequential breakdown, yeah, which is hard to do. Um, but I, I, I do find this is sort of like tactics kind of interesting. Like it gets sort of when it gets into a gray area when it like kind of borderlines on like abuse is when you know i i get you know i'm just like oh, i don't know about that but like you know yeah so, same like, but like i mean I, um but uh, just like you know the the like whole like philosophy that directors have when they're like all right well in order to achieve this shot we need to do it this way you know and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah which i just think is kind of cool um um, so, uh, one of the, um, contenders for Mickey Rourke's role was oh. I think, playwright Sam Shepard. Um, oh, okay. The one that was a Patty Smith. Yes. Cause I, uh-huh. cause he was like a playwright, but he was also an actor too, I think. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. He yeah. was in the notebook. Wasn't he Ryan Gosling's dad? Oh, okay. In okay. the notebook, I think. I think he Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Um. I can't and... picture that. I yeah, I, I think that they got the casting right for the most part. Oh, totally, um, yeah. Um, but um, that's it for me. What about you? Oh, wow. Okay, good. So this movie was a hot mess from kind of start to finish. So when you're talking about tactics that the director used, this is interesting, too, that I find always seems to happen or that I've read about when it's a male character trying to elicit some type of response from the female character. Mm -hmm. I have not heard this from the other perspective. I would have loved if there was something like that in like death proof, for instance, like if we found out if the women didn't talk to stuntman Mike or something like something that would inform their kind of relationship. But in this one, because I don't know about 50 shades. I don't know what they did there, but in this one, Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke were like forbidden from getting to know one another. Yes. Yes. So, which is so interesting because, but, but also it seems like Adrian Lyon, the director, like did have a lot of contact with, with Mickey Rourke and kind of said that like, he wanted like him to kind of like antagonize her and like specifically like gaslight her and kind of like Mm -hmm. drive her crazy. And Kim Basinger was kind of like kept in the dark. Um, which kind of really explains this uh, like descent into madness, which of course you get a realistic portrayal, but it's really taxing like to do that to a person. It's like method acting that you're not a part of. Like, that's what I find weird and very unpredictable. Like I I wouldn't know, like how do I follow the script if he's doing things that I don't know he's going to do? It's weird. I uh, listened to an episode of celebrity memoir, book club and they um they reviewed gene and davis's autobiography oh yeah i have to listen to that one and it um it was, it was really interesting because she talks about a movie that she filmed with bill murray where um he he was just he was he was like he's not a nice guy no he was like horrible yeah. like yeah he, um apparently like her first day on set he kept trying to get her to like lie down on a bed and they were like trying to put a device on her back and they kept asking her to do, and she was like, "No, I don't want to." And and then they like, kept asking, and she was like, "No." And then kept asking, and so like apparently this is like an exercise to, for him, for Bill Murray, to see how compliant she would be. What? Um, like just yeah. for the movie role, or yeah, like you know, like how compliant she she would be on set, like how like you what? know like, he wanted her to do something, he wanted to know how far he could like push her. 
Oh and my so, god! Yeah, no, like um, I I I like I I like I I just love Bill Murray. Now I think he's trash. So that's kind of yeah. I've heard yeah other stories about how he's just not great. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, how dare you fuck with Gina Davis? Yeah, like, Gina Davis is a fucking angel. I know. I oh, know. Her and Jeff Goldblum. I love them together <laughs> when they were together. Um, another interesting note is that this movie originally was pulled from its original studio. It was supposed to be TriStar and that was owned by Coca-Cola at the time. And they were really concerned about their image and they thought it was going to be like horrible. So three days before it was going to start shooting, they pulled the plug. So then it was like in limbo for a while and then it got picked up by MGM Oh, wow. So, and I, this is also interesting too, because we were talking about basic instinct, which was not directed by Adrian line, but which was Paul Verhoeven. But it, I think that's why I love basic instinct so much because she is like the main character and she mm. has so much power and it's fucking Sharon stone. I mean, I it, it's just so great that this, that actually I, I take it back. Cause earlier I said, I want to see a role reversal. That was the role reversal movie. Yeah, like that was yeah. the movie where she was in control and he was like helpless, but like vagmatized by this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I take it back. That is actually a great representation of just totally and also Fatal Attraction. Also anything with Michael Douglas, where yeah. there's a woman involved, <laughs> he's like literally the simp, and he's yeah. just like he's just like what I'll do he's anything. Like, oh, woman. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, hot woman. Um, and unfortunately, that's how I felt about this because i would have done absolutely everything that he asked her to do i mean i didn't I think mean, it was crazy i mean but i i, I mean i mean I, i'm just saying i have a new respect for the for the material of like honey you know just like i mean I yeah mean, who i want to know who was in that room that was like all right food what foods <laughs> are we using for this scene what's the most sensual yet the most unsensual thing and someone's like vix cough syrup and they're like yes put that in <laughs> write that in the script we're, we're gonna do that that's a good one and then someone else is like honey and they're like all right we're done here <laughs> and it, it's <laughs> we're just done for the day it's it, it's it's so hot on screen but can you imagine the cleanup that you have to go through afterwards like awful it's like... <laughs> not to mention the energy bill of sitting in front of your fucking refrigerator <laughs> that probably motor would break after a while because it's been like swung <laughs> open for like 45 minutes like yeah, we're we're thinking of like '30s people's problems. Like, what's that energy <laughs> bill after that? That food waste and the roommate's home. <laughs> like, I know. Can you imagine the roommate just gets up to get like a snack, and she's like, "Uh oh." <laughs> that is something you can never unsee. Like, that's <laughs> my honey. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just be like a totally different I don't movie. use it for sex. I like to put it on muffins. <laughs> I was going to have tea tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so apparently there are hours upon hours of this movie that was were deleted from the actual the sequence of the film that Kim Basinger actually owns. Oh. And it was like all this footage that was too extreme for release. Now, apparently in the novel, which is way darker, there are a lot more violent elements that were taken mm. out of this one. This one's just basically all like kink and like sexual stuff. Yeah. But um, the other one, I think, is way more violent. There's a scene actually where they stick up this businessman in an elevator. Oh, and wow. I think um, Elizabeth or Kim Basinger's uh, character holds like a knife up to this businessman's throat. And then after that, they like start like having sex, I think, in this elevator. But they took that out. Uh, that was one that I read. Um, the violent mugging. 
was like oh. apparently supposed to be a little bit different. Like John is supposed to pressure Elizabeth into committing the mugging. Okay. So huh. yeah, so there are like a lot of stuff, and apparently it's like fourteen hours Jesus of footage. Christ. Like, and the original <laughs> the original length of this film when they cut it all together was five hours. I was like, what? How much cutting room floor do we have of so many films that we like? I mean, it's I crazy. Like, I mean, how much did they film? I, I I don't care how boring it is. I still want to see that nine-hour version of Once Upon a Time. In so do I. Like, oh, I would totally watch it. I mean, like, put it up on fucking HBO as chapters. Yeah, yeah. And we would all watch that shit. Same with uh, Disturbing Behavior. There's an original one. Uh, there are just a lot of films that have had different cuts over the mm. years that I really wish, wish had it. Um, so speaking of kind of, you know, weird things, this is so strange. The budget of this was 17 million. That's a fuck ton in 86. So yeah, even wow. if they didn't want to bank on this being a big movie, they definitely spent the money for it. Um, this only made 6.7 million from cinemas in the U S but overseas, it was massive and this made a hundred million in total. Oh wow. So because of our puritanical ways in the U S people were like, Oh my God, this is shocking. And I think it was censored. It, like, I think the international version may have had some scenes that were not in this version in the U S oh, uh, which is, which is, yeah, really interesting too. And let's see the song. Leave, you can leave your hat on mm -hmm. that became a stripper song after this and that scene felt very much like flash dance which this director did yeah huh. um, it had the same like color kind of like sequence and everything like that which i thought was really interesting and kim basinger at the time was married to a makeup artist named ron snyder who actually later on became a painter but she had a really hard time with this film and their marriage had a really hard time oh really um, with this yeah like it took a toll on her personally which is i mean which is totally believable this is insane like she was just emotionally drained i'm sure and was just a different person when she was around her when she was like you know around her husband so that so that's totally understandable yeah and another another interesting thing <clears throat> about the whole mickey rourke kim basinger thing this is a note from 80skids.com and it says, when Nine and a Half Weeks came out, there was some controversy over the methods director Adrian Lyne took with this cast, in particular Kim Basinger. For starters, the director was very strict on his rule that Basinger and Rourke must not get to know one another. Rourke went along with this and would barely even look at his co-star between takes. Interesting. This, yeah, this reached an extreme when shooting a particularly harsh and grueling scene in the final act, which was ultimately cut from the film. When Line didn't feel Basinger's performance was cutting it, he took Rourke aside and told him, quote, Kim had to be broken down. He then had Mickey squeeze Basinger's arm painfully until she was in tears, then slap her across the face. Oh my Immediately God. after this, then they proceeded to shoot the scene. Wow. What? That is abuse and that is insanity. Wow. That's in like, I can't believe that he went along with that. I'd be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, cool. I, I mean, I don't know if I can do that, but it's so interesting too, because now the fact that like Kim has done a lot of interviews and things like that. And she said, despite how it was to film it, this is like one of her favorite, um, this is like one of her favorite things that she's done because I guess the way that the journey that she went through as an actress, um, doing yeah. this, which is really insane. There's another, there are a lot of these. This is my last one is that 
the audition for this film for Kim was really grueling. She said she was called upon to act like a prostitute groveling for money in an elaborate sexual game devised by the male protagonist, John. That scene was to have been in the movie, but it was cut. She said she left the audition crying, feeling humiliated. It was like an earthquake in my life. She told her agent that she never wanted to hear about this film again and would definitely not do it if she were chosen. When she returned home, she found two dozen roses with a card from Mr. Lyon and Mr. Rourke. Mr. Lyon continued to pursue her for the part, she said, and eventually she changed her mind and decided to take it on. That just feels like that's the start of the movie. Yeah. Like they were literally like, this is her. We're going to break her and then we're going to apologize and make these grand gestures and she's going to totally forget about it and she's going to do this. And that seems like is what happened. That yeah. you like convinced someone that this is okay and look, this is good. I mean, I'm I'm glad that most of these fil- these scenes were cut because they sound like they have nothing to do. Like it's a different movie if that's the case. Yeah, Hollywood people just sound nuts, frankly. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally I mean, nuts. Like, I'm I mean, glad I'm not famous. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, God. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And, yeah, three years later, she was Vicky Vale in Batman. I know, I know. <laughs> so another and connection. Have you um, seen LA Confidential? Nope, it's on my list, though. You, um, I, 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 I think you would really like it because like she you know she she she, she is in it, but she's a minor character but it's like a really great story um is that lynch that's uh curtis hansen i think oh curtis hansen he did what did he do he did what else uh did last he days didn't he did he um yeah because he did no wait i'm sorry i think i'm thinking of curtis hansen might have been goodwill hunting i'm sorry um, no, Goodwill Hunting was Gus Van Sant. Oh, and you're so, right, you're right, and right. Last okay. Days was that. Okay, I'm looking okay. it up now. What else has he done? I know the name Curtis Hansen. Um, he has done Oh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Eight um, Mile. Yeah, that's right. He did Eight Mile. Okay, The River Wild Wonder Boys, Greg the Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, that is on my list. La Confidential. What's that? I think it's Lost Highway that I'm confusing with L.A. Confidential. Oh, okay, okay. That's David Lynch, I think. Yeah. Lost Highway, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. There are actually a ton of things um, in this, in this, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like, behind the scenes kind of drama that happens. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot. But let's talk about probably my most exciting point of this movie was the fucking fashion. Oh, thank God. Okay. I, this is literally, I think, what prompted me to actually do this episode because I posted a photo of Elizabeth in that red chunky sweater on Instagram. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to live in all of her sweaters in this entire movie. That, and it's great. I, I thought that sweater looked great, but it looked very itchy. It did, yeah. It didn't look like it was soft. No, it looked like no. it was kind of like you have to wear something underneath it, and that you'd be kind of like shifting all day. That just reminds me of like a sweater my mom would make me like. Like my mom always did the thing where she'd like um, take us to be like Messiah at you know the um, Kennedy Center each year. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then, um, and then, um, it just that sweater just looked like something she would make me wear to be Messiah when I was like, y'all, like hot and itchy. And I feel like, you'd be like, it, it, it's an over here. She's like, no, we have seven more hours. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like all day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this, gosh, this is a great memory. <laughs> so, 
Oh God. Well, what are your, okay. Bobby Reed is the fashion stylist here or costume designer who also did Top Gun, The Rock, Con Air, Dangerous Minds, Ace Ventura, Indecent Proposal, 20 episodes of Miami Vice, and The Women in Flashdance. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are your fashion moments? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, There is, um, let's see, I have the line, Mickey Rourke is so hot, and I underlined it three times. I think um, he looks super hot in those gray, like, um, was it boxer briefs that have, like, yeah. a slit? On the side? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, I love that shawl that he buys for her at the market. $300 uh, on the street in 1986. That's, that's like, that's nuts. a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot from a street vendor, I think. I mean, it's, um, and it's like, yeah, but it's, 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 you know, it's like Moroccan silk or something. And I was it's like, old. It's vintage. I was like, exactly. It's old. Why the fuck are you charging this? And it's not in a store. Yeah. It's <laughs> really weird. Um, I love the scene when, like, I don't know what was going on here, but he, like, gets her to go up on the, in the, in the Ferris wheel alone. Um, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> then he tells the, the operator, let's go get some coffee. I was like, the fuck? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, it was um, definitely weird. And she's, like, holding, like, that whole, like, bouquet of balloons. And it's just, um, like, <laughs> um, but, like, she's wearing this really cool, like, trench coat. And she's, I, I think, like, hats are a big thing for her. Um, mm-hmm. because they appear m- more than once. Um, I mean, her hair in this whole movie looks like she's just been fucking. <laughs> like, every every time you see her, she looks so disheveled and, like, she hasn't been home in, like, weeks. Yes. Like, all the time. <laughs> Makeup, smudge, hair just all over. I mean, it was 80s, so it was, like, that hair was big, that, like, fluffy hair, but it was just looked very, like, girl. You can, you can, like, tell she probably, like, rinse out a locker at Grand Central Station just in case she needs to, like, you know, freshen up if she can't get home first before work you know yeah that's like, <laughs> that's what it feels like it totally um, feels like that there's an, another scene that that kind of cracked me up and it's like when they're it's like later in the movie but it's like when they're walking down the street and he just like flings her hat into the street and um, doesn't make any attempt to get it back <laughs> just like yeah. throws it and she's like running to get it and he just keeps walking yeah um <laughs> like how this would never ever work on me because a i would never like i don't know this is really strange too because this is how people used to meet like before the internet (laughs) so like the fact that she met him really quick that first date it would have been off where i'm drinking out of your glass and you're holding it i was like wait that wouldn't have happened i don't think this is how this works like no i was like this wouldn't have happened and and also while i'm doing this you're telling me mob stories about how people were like shot in this very restaurant this would not work for me but for her it was like yeah come to my apartment or come to my houseboat when you see him putting that sheet down (laughs) what was that i I mean i know what that was but i was like i was like are you gonna kill her or what's happening here forget to change the sheets like is someone else coming back soon and why are you putting it on top of the already made bed um like he's like i have so much money i don't even know how bed work bed bed making works um she's like i have to i have to go i mean there were a lot of i have to say on the flip side there were a lot of extremely hot uh quotes in this movie and uh, most of them were i can cook i love to cook 
you never have to do the dishes ever. I'll buy the groceries. I'll do the dishes. I was like, marry this man. What are you doing? You're an amazing gallery owner. He did not tell you you had to quit your job. He said you can see your friends in the daytime. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And that you just have to see him at night in this amazing modern 80s apartment that I would still completely happily live in today. Um, oh, I'm trying. There's like one shot. It's not it's not towards the end, but it's like towards the middle of like it's towards the end of like the middle part of the movie. When just like towards the, the end of the middle part, you know, like towards <laughs> the like end of like the second act. But like um it's like um it's it's like where he's uh like just like on the street and it's just like a quick shot of him in, in like a suit and tie and i can't remember if we had seen him in a tie before or not but um it uh he uh he he, he looked good um as this podcast that i love called reality gaze says i had to excuse myself to an interior room <laughs> that's what they say all the time when they when they're like something was super hot they're like i i, I had to excuse myself <laughs> I mean, I did. Um, and, um, I'm trying, and then um, I also love the outfit that she's wearing when um, when she's doing the strip tease too. Yeah, you can that leave one your hat on. You can leave your, your hat on. on. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. That was super cool. <laughs> um, but what about you? Well, chunky sweaters are what pulled me in, both on her and him. I did like his kind of like cashmere v-neck vibe that he had. I loved like the 80s oversized trench coats with the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has like an amazing white asymmetrical blouse in the beginning where the collar is like kind of off to the side. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. She has a really cool gray tweed coat that I really liked. She has a black and white marled sweater that's cool. Mm. And it's while she's hanging the art. She's wearing that. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's neat. Um, I love John's baggy like 80s slacks. I love how the slacks were more like wide leg for men back in the 80s. And... And all the like pinstripe suiting was just so stockbroker in the eighties. Like that was the kind of uniform. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird too, because throughout this whole movie, I kept expecting to find out that he wasn't who you thought he was because like in my head, like this is how sick I am in my head. I was like, he's too perfect. What's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Something has to be wrong with him. And I was like, why is she leaving? He's now finally telling you about his five brothers and his small town outside Chicago. This is what you wanted. The twist, you have to use this. The twist is he's not complicated at all. <laughs> at all. He's actually really boring and very insecure and has no reason to be. And if it's not you, it's going to be another woman. Elizabeth, get back there. He's going to do the dishes <laughs> you, and cook. No, no, no. She had her chance. i know right she did she was like no that's it your roommate is fucking your ex-husband girl what are you going home to (laughs) oh god that that like that like speech he gives her is like the 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 very end when he's like there's been other girls but i've never felt anything like this like this before and i was like oh god elizabeth god damn it what's wrong with you (laughs) and then he's already said i love you what the fuck else do you want and then just like how he's how he like calls her name as she's like closing the door and then he says i love you after after she's shut it and then he starts counting to 50 i was anyway i know and the whole time i'm like she's gonna turn around she's gonna turn around like she, she has to she has to I would. 
<laughs> turn around turn around and she's like just walking and that's it she's just sad on the street like a felicity episode she's just sad and, walking down the street um and you know that from his point point of view like that that bonnie tyler song like total clips of, of the hardest playing and- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like sad in the doldrums and she's yes. just like ha huh, i finally got away from that toxic man who's never done anything like that to me and no man will ever do anything like that to me again <laughs> she, she's like "Ooh, it feels good to be free <laughs> I know. Ooh, it feels good to be free or she starts singing, you don't own me. <laughs> just like the end of First Wives Club and just starts dancing out in the street. But then you realize she's just dumb Mickey Rourke. <laughs> and that was the dumbest thing she could have done. Oh, yeah. God. That, that, that ending was so weird. I was like, wait, does she want to go back with, get back with her ex-husband? Is that what's going on? Yeah, that was, that was a miss in the story. I feel like that they didn't really close that loop that well. Mm-hmm. I was like, he could call her in a week. Yeah. And, like, she could come back and he could be like, look, I want to be really honest with you. And, like, you did everything I wanted. Now I'll do something that you want. Like, come on. Let me write this real sequel. <laughs> like, if I think if you had done, if they had done a sequel where she had the control in the next one, it would have been fucking great. Yeah. But no cool. one would have been ready for that in the 90s or the late 80s. Like, it just wouldn't have happened. And she was probably like, fuck this, fuck this movie. I'm done. (laughs) Like, this was chronological. So maybe she was like, as me walking down the street means I am done (laughs) with this whole story, with this whole everything. Like, I just want to get back to my husband and try to salvage my marriage, quite honestly, because this has just been a lot. So I I totally. I don't even want my husband that badly. I just want him because my friend has him and I don't want her to be happy. I know. (laughs) I mean, I, I love how she's like, your mother will like him. Mine did. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> was that shade or was she just like, good girl, take him? <laughs> like, that, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of thought that seemed like a genuine statement, but it seemed like she was really hurt by the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I, I that's what I didn't know. And then when you saw him at the end, when he was there, I was like, he's picking her up at the place where they both work? <laughs> like, <guess>. Wow. <laughs> Okay. What kind of sociopath is this guy? A songwriter. That should tell you everything. Mm. The fucking songwriter, of course. Um, And then the white slip that she has on in the striptease, I love. But I love basically everything that is worn and just chunky sweaters abound. (laughs) Yeah, no. I like um if there was a chunky sweater ever made, you saw it in this movie. Yeah. So, like, it is it is literally like the next time I go to a thrift store, I'm looking for like this type of 80s chunky sweater. Yeah. Like this is what I need to find for like ten dollars or less. This is my this is my thing. Cool. Alrighty, so let's move on to music. Wow, this is some eighties as fuck music. <laughs> yeah. It's like very like synth. Very reminds me of Rain Man. You know yeah. the music in Rain Man? Um, yeah, there were a lot. The Al Green I liked in the beginning was the credits, which was kind of cool. Oh um, yeah. uh, the bread and butter song from the food scene. Oh I yeah. I feel like that Wait. song was kind of cheesy. 
Wait, is the Al Green song the one that's like the best is yet to come? It's playing during the opening credits. Is yeah, it's, like... or it's no, it's Love and Happiness. It's oh. like just the very beginning, and then okay. it goes into another song. Okay. Yeah, it's another song that's in the rest of the credits. I really like the the super eighties like uh, other song that played after that. I love so this, this whole soundtrack. Yeah, I, I love eighties yeah, like power pop. Like I, I love that vibe. I think it's super cool. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, um let's see the eurythmics has a good song in there uh it says like something about the underground i just wrote down the title i didn't know the actual name of the song um, but i was know, like this eurythmics is, this is the first time i had heard strange fruit by B- 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 billy holiday which is a song i've uh, like i've heard people talk about i've never actually heard it but yeah I, I, um but yeah I, I, I thought that that was good I would have slept with him alone for playing a Billie Holiday on vinyl on this amazing houseboat. Girl, no. get with it. I don't like this. I, ha- I have to leave. I love. Um, well, of course you have to leave because he's literally just said, like, you don't know me. No one can hear you scream <laughs> out. Nothing's going to. He's like, I'm just kidding. I was like, okay, I-, I think every man knows not to ever say that to a woman I... and say, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, although this also happened in I mean... Batman Returns where Bruce Wayne is talking to uh, Selena Kyle at Wayne Manor and he's like, it's not like I'm like Ted Bundy or like one of those kind of guys. I was like, why is that the analogy? <laughs> Bruce Wayne is dark. <laughs> like, it was like ted bundy and some other like serial killer i was like what that's your I, go-to i mean <laughs> i ba- i don't know i mean i basically know to not say that to a a, 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 a woman if you're trying to get her in bed and, yeah you know, right I, I, like I, no I, one can hear you I, scream I, I feel like i feel like that says a lot so. <laughs> yeah right like it's common knowledge i mean i think you wouldn't say that no matter what the gender of your partner is like no I, one can hear you scream out it's kind of terrifying no matter who it is but definitely when it's a man you've met an hour ago yes i mean <laughs> like you just met him like Good lord, girl. And, but I get it. We're digmatized. I get it. I would do and, it too. I, I mean, I was like, wait, is he having kind of like a geek moment where he, he were in his head? He thought it would. He thought it sounded funnier than it actually did. Because I think if so. he did, then because if he did, then I'd be like, okay, I could relate to that like totally. You know, <laughs> that didn't land the way you thought it would, but it was cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, like let's go. God, what a fucking like super horny ass movie! Oh God, and it, it it's it's not like it's not like there's just like one, it, it it it's just it's just like it's just like as soon as one horny part ends, you get like a brief rest for about three for maybe like two to three minutes, and then like the new one starts. Like we got <laughs> mugged. Let's fuck in a dirty sewer. I was like, <laughs> oh God, just me thinking like New York City, like sewer no bare ass is not going anywhere near any of these streets or like dirty rusty stairs like no <laughs> like not at all I, 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 I was like i was like how did we get get to to this <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this was a lot like this and where how do you put your wet clothes back on to go up the stairs to actually go home I know because Those clothes are impossible to put back on. No, like no, you will not be able to. It's just no. It's just impossible. <laughs> fade out. <laughs> a, a lot of the scenes were like, as soon as there was a sex scene, then it would fade out. I was like, really? Is it that really the fade out, or was this where they cut it? Because there, we didn't get anything there. Because <laughs> I, like, I guess the part we didn't get was like them trying to put the clothes back on. Be like, 
listen, look, I need you to like hold your hands, arms above your head. I know, I yeah. Know. <laughs> Ring it out first, John. <laughs> I can't put it on soaking wet. Ring it out. I can't. It's fucking torrential downpouring. Where the fuck am I supposed to ring it out? But I'm going to a laundromat. I can't handle you. <laughs> God, God damn it, Elizabeth. You're so demanding. <laughs> I know. He would never say that. He's no. a demanding one. <laughs> like he's not even demanding i like how everything that he requests too is like actually do you have any more music notes let's just move on to favorite scenes and lines oh yeah, yeah. okay cool no, okay so i also love that his tone in this whole thing is like whispering like yes. he never like loudly says anything especially like the <laughs> when they're in the store like trying to buy that bed and the woman's like the, the like old woman's like she's like setting up the sale she's like yeah you need this you need like ticking or whatever the fuck that is oh, on the yeah. bed i was like this looks like a bed from a prison like why is this supposed to be like really expensive and then as he's like uh-huh yeah well maybe you could pick that out for me and then he's like spread your legs for daddy and she can totally hear it and yeah, the woman can totally hear it and she goes like huh and he's like do it like i'm not kidding i was like uh, they're gonna get thrown out of this place and, and then like, just like slowly he's like no i want to look at you yeah um yeah a thursday is fine for delivery mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's cool and then it's just like slowly i was like oh my god i was like this is so funny like i really wonder what would happen this didn't happen in 50 shades he was like really uptight yeah in 50 shades he was like crazy uptight but tried to play it off like he wasn't mm-hmm. but he was um but that's why i wish that that elizabeth had like a moment where in 50 shades we got that i think she since one of those movies she like did something to him and he was like no like you don't get to do that like she never did anything like that in this movie like she never challenged his authority at all yeah i thought was interesting even when he said for her to do something she never was like no like what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. Like I said, no, you know, like even if she was playing with him, she just always was like, okay, like, okay, you know, or not even okay. She would just do it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) If you must. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Blindfold me. That's fine. And, And laugh at me. I was like, is he laughing at her or is he like amused by this? I don't even think he's aroused by this. I feel like he just likes to like have this control. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's weird. It's I sort of got the sense he seemed like he had I, I, I guess because he was such a good looking guy guy he'd sort of like experienced all the things that sex had for him. Yeah, and I guess so. Like he, what he has been reduced to was like you know you know like ice cubes and honey and you know and humiliating like, women and um <laughs> you know and um although I do have to say that like scene with like the clock tower sex look really hot Um. so manic and her like constant giggling yeah like screaming it was very like julia roberts and pretty woman with that necklace (laughs) but like all the time she was always like "Ah, ah, ah," like all the time god like elizabeth calm down um yeah this is nuts what is your first note um my first note um uh, um okay so i love the opening like kim kim basinger credits you know like working girl montage you know of like mm-hmm. you know working like nine to five. yeah <laughs> um and 
um you know um just because you know i like love a good montage so me too um, you know and i feel like we don't get enough like good montages these these days we don't Um, 80s and 90s were peak montage moments in in film they just they just made everything better um but um this kind of uh, reminded me of uh, Mother May I Sleep with Danger, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, like, it's very much like that. Like, you think it's weird, but you're still not saying no. Um, This first, I don't, even, I don't even know if you can call it a date. The first time they have lunch, um, and he just kind of, he she, like, sips up from his wine glass, and then before we know it, he's, like, kind of, like, beating her and yeah. um and then like um and then he's kind of like you know like touching her back as they're walking down the street and then he like bought the shawl and i, I was like whoa whoa yeah, this, is day like, one? this is like accelerating like too fast for me like that I yeah you obviously watched me to know that i was looking at that shawl like that alone <laughs> would freak me out i know right i'd be like how did you know um <sighs> but um i i did kind of love that Part in the um in the, in the house where he was like, yeah, we're strangers and I brought you to a strange place and there's no one around to hear you scream. <laughs> like, I know. Um, and then and then I, I and then she's like, I don't like this. And then and then I, I was I was like, so that's the end, right? And and because you know that's I feel like in you know ninety five percent of like reality that would be. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Um, but then it cuts to them like kind of h- hanging out again. So I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess it's cool. Um, I would have loved where after he said like, "There's no one to hear you like scream out." I would have loved if she like totally pulled like just totally had a different persona and she was like, "Who says I'm the one that's going to be screaming?" And it's like <laughs> basic instinct. Like it's it just like, like um, <laughs> and he's like, "Uh, what? <laughs> what was um? What was that? Um, what was that? Um, oh gosh, what um? What was that? Um, what that Elliot Page movie where she plays Hard Candy? Yes, 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 yes. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> that movie. I saw it once and I was like scarred. Yeah, I, I saw it once too, and I don't ever want to watch it again. Like ever. never. I rented it. No. And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like Potomac video or something. Holy shit! With Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a I'm, good premise. It was, but, but it was I mean, dark. I mean, I, I thought she did. An, I thought she did an amazing job of you know, like um, overpowering like a you know six an over six foot man. Yeah, <laughs> and not just once, but like continuously throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah. <laughs> Um, God, I um. So I love her apartment so much. Like it just. Oh my just God! So, yeah, it just looks so comfortable. It looks like there's just like a lot of history in there, and just and you know I love like that di- di- dinner party she hosts where it's like clearly just like a bunch of like you know, intellectuals and like art people, you know, and you know just, they're just like gather. Yeah, she has that great dining room, and I was like, Do people have dining rooms in New York. You're like, wow. Um, pre-war very much like how we can't still can't fathom how what the fuck's her name in single white female had that apartment and only had one roommate (laughs) like only looking for one roommate when you have a place that's big enough for like a whole family i know (laughs) those ceilings um, what um do you know what part this what part of town her apartment was supposed to be in i don't know where hers was supposed to be but she's in soho the gallery Oh, okay. and he is probably downtown. I bet he's financial district. 
because okay. he's in Wall Street. It doesn't say she's probably Upper West Side. Okay, would be my would be my assumption, or like some Midtown, like old Midtown apartment building, maybe. Yeah, but I'm thinking I, Upper West. Okay, yeah, um, it was really fucking cool. And then I didn't like his apartment at first, but it grew on me, like as the movie started, because it. it looked it looked so like sterile and just the, the stuff kind of like freaks freaks me out if you walk into a place that's like totally clean yeah um, he was very serial killer yeah like his closet was super like organized and like all the hangers were spaced i was like he's crazy he has yeah. to be a serial killer and who was that woman in the picture that could have been his sister i know i know when she looked in the <laughs> drawer and she like, looked at his passport his passport photo was kind of funny did you see his yeah. passport photo <laughs> yeah i was like is this a souvenir photo or like an actual passport photo <laughs> it was really funny i, I mean it was really funny i mean for for, for all we you know he, he probably had that picture planted it was just like of like a total stranger but he just had it planned just because he knew she would probably go looking at some point did he know? have a camera in there yeah i think so he has to have, but how the fuck rich is he if he has a camera in 1986 I mean, in the house with a feed into his massive office <laughs> that was bigger than like my entire house? What the fuck? It was it was pretty nice. It was really fucking nice. And why do they fuck in the office? I mean, I don't know. That was weird. She, he has like the hot assistant. He has like a room. It was like a ballroom. It was huge. Oh my god, it looks so nice. The couches, the two big leather couches. I totally thought that was going to be a scene because it would have been way more Actually no, because he's in control and he would never do anything to disrupt his job. Yeah. This would have been a good time because she did catch him off guard and he was like, "What are you doing here?" This would have been the time for her to lock the door and be like, "I'm in control now. What if you lose your job?" Like that would have been like the ideal way to do it. But there's a um a very um in the not in the novelization of the first wives club, there's mm-hmm. a very kinky scene when um that takes place from Gil's point of view, who was Cynthia's oh husband. Cynthia's and husband, um yeah. it's um interesting because um he does factor into the story a lot more than in the movie. And like um like basically Annie gets sort of agrees to get into like the whole deal to get back in Aaron, but she really wants to go after Gil. Um, Anyway, but there's a scene when he calls his new wife in, you know, he's played by Amanda Locklear in the movie. And, um, Oh, Heather Locklear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I say um, (laughs) Amanda? (laughs) Isn't that her name? Isn't that her name in uh, Melrose place? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but they, they basically have sex on his desk and he, says, I'm pressing the security button right now, and you have three minutes to finish before security people burst <gasps> through my office door. Oh so, my god. Like, and then I was like, I don't think this was in the movie. Um, <laughs> no, definitely wasn't. Definitely, but, definitely wasn't. But yeah, woof. <laughs> <laughs> woof. Um, at the end of the episode, I'm going to ask you who your recast would be. Okay. So side in your head, start to think about that. Okay. Who you would recast in both of these roles. Um, my, one of my other notes was I could never do this with a strange man. I have serious trust issues, but I think it's healthy to have trust issues about this type of behavior with someone that you literally just met. Yeah. Um, it's not normal, quote unquote normal. Um, I just, I just don't, I just don't think I'd be able to do any of this with like a straight face, you know? No, I wouldn't either. I would really have to be like, 
it, yeah, it would have to be a certain person. Yeah. I haven't yet met that person that could get me to do this. I mean, I probably would, but it would have to be like a certain person that it would have to be Mickey Rourke. <laughs> it would just like, I kind of have to be him. I don't know. No recast. I would just cast Mickey Rourke again. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I don't know who else could pull off this. Like if it was like the similar character, that like kind of smirky, like mischievous. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to think of like what actor like in like you know 30s 40s era like age in age range 30s 40s like who could be like that because it couldn't be any of like the big blockbuster guys that i'm thinking I, of i think you would have to go with an unknown just yeah i think like, so I mean, um just because i think if you tried to cast um s- someone who um you know who had been stuff before people would always associate them with like you know that that role and not you know this so yeah that's true there is one of those like new hot guys in white lotus oh you're right yeah like one of those guys that has only been in like one thing that's mm-hmm. been like their their kind of breakout but no one knows them yet i still yeah. have to start the new season of white lotus i'm contemplating like if i should just binge it i like, when it's all out i would binge it because um i i think the last season was six episodes so it can't be that I don't yeah think... they've done what three yeah i think so yeah i might binge it it seems um, like a, something I'd binge on like a Sunday. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah, um, I've heard it's pretty good. I'm glad Jennifer Coolidge is back. I too. I love her. <laughs> I love her. Oh my god. Oh, she would make a great Elizabeth. <laughs> It'd be a different role for her. <laughs> It'd be a new role for her. It actually would be cool if they made it for people who are like older, like fifties. Yeah, like um, like I, I guess it's not possible now, but I would love to see you know Robert Forrester and Pam Greer. <laughs> do, do, oh like, yeah, roles, you know from um, uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah, just because I was like, oh god, they're like the perfect couple. I know they're really and, cute, and um, it's like oh, and you know he regretted not going as soon as she left. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, she looks so great in that white blazer. Oh, I love that white jeans. blazer. <laughs> so good. <laughs> if anyone out there has not seen Jackie Brown, it's literally one of Tarantino's probably like underrated classics. A oh, lot of people so don't good. talk about it, but it's so good. Yeah, we did an episode on it a while yeah. ago. But yeah, it's so, so good. I'm still trying to think of like all those guys that are like the big actors now. Like it wouldn't be Jake Gyllenhaal. Like none of those guys, because they're just too well known. Like Gosling, like all those people are just... Yeah, it would have to be an unknown. You're right. Um, I mean, I, I could see them going with a, not necessarily a popular act, but like someone slightly more known for like the female role. Like, Oh yeah, totally. Um, totally. But I, 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 think, I think for John's role, it'd have to be someone like almost completely new. Like Ooh, maybe Richard Madden would be good. Rob Stark. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, yeah, he'd be good. Maybe a stage actor or something. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That'd be cool um i wrote okay so when okay so when do they actually sleep together because Um, we get a lot of fade outs that i'm not clear on whether or not they've been fucking yet i i mean i don't i don't know i um don't i think i think they may have like held back to some extent but i don't think they like you know did that much you know Um, it's really i think it's before the food part because first of all why is your hair always wet yeah. Because I mean, when he has his shirt off, when he first got there, he didn't. He was like sitting on her bed looking through her drawings or whatever. And then she comes around the corner in that robe. 
Mm-hmm. And then he has his shirt off and he has pants on. Her roommate is home, by the way, and he's cutting up peppers. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what's going to happen here? And then he's like, slide down. Like, slide down to the floor. We're talking about the uh, fridge scene, by the way. Slide yeah. down to the floor. <laughs> what? Like, right here? Oh, yes, bitch, right there. <laughs> Stop asking dumb <laughs> questions. It's <laughs> not the time to ask dumb questions. Um, and then I was like, okay, so he doesn't have pants on. Or he doesn't have I mean, a shirt on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the most na- nauseous part of the movie was like, when he starts feeding her olives. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I hate olives. I, I hate olives and I hate cough syrup, but it's like he likes to see her like squirm. I mean, I guess it just kind of funny keep, keep you on your on your toes. <laughs> so. Yeah, it does. If you're blindfolded, for sure. Yeah, like um, I think it's funny. It... <laughs> yeah, the honey was pretty nuts, especially once it gets on the floor. Anything with sugar when it spills is terrible. Yeah, to clean I mean, up. It's not. I mean, you're gonna. You're. I mean, you, I guess you could. Tr- I guess you could try to mop it up, but I don't even think that's gonna do it. You're gonna have to like get out the bleach and like scrub it. You know, like mm-hmm. on on your hands and knees until it's like all clean. There which, should be which, a whole series about the aftermath of food sex because it's not pretty. <laughs> like because, chocolate and shit on your sheets, berries. Like it's not. It's, it's not. It's it's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. So funny. Olives. Um, <laughs> God, no. I would rather die. I couldn't handle it. Um Good girls don't snoop. I'm like, yeah, they do if they're fucking smart. Can't get a credit check on your ass. I gotta I figure mean, out something in here. <laughs> I mean, snooping is one of my personal favorite passions and i feel like i'm very good at it (laughs) i love that he calls her and she's like hello hello and he's like hi um you know i was thinking when i was with my friend i was like was this a woman like we don't even know like you could have just like leapt out and been with some woman she didn't ask any questions no like where are you going i love how i do love that when she was like i want you to meet my friends he starts banging his head against the table (laughs) like no no i don't want to meet anybody i mean i just want to be with you i mean i feel like that's sort of how i am in like relationships when they first start when they're like oh you should meet my friends i'm like no <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> god i don't want to fake it <laughs> i don't want to turn it on today <laughs> oh so you work in a yarn store how fascinating <laughs> oh that's so cool oh you got a new shipment of needles how uh-huh. riveting <laughs> Um, um i have to go and how many types of yarn are there <laughs> oh really different fibers cool yeah um mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool because i wish that, that he actually did meet her friends yeah i, too. <laughs> I, I wanted to see that but that's a big red flag anyone out there if, if they don't want to meet your friends or you haven't met them i think it's in uh, that weird baz lerman you know, like Baz Luhrmann did that like suntan thing. It was like oh. that weird song that was like spoken word, oh, and it right. was like him saying like you know like all these like life affirmations. Well, Chris Rock did a like parody of it called "The No Sex in the Champagne Room." 
Oh. <laughs> um, and it's like a really funny song where he's like talking through it. And it's similar to that Baz Luhrmann one. And one of the things he says, he was like, ladies, if you have been dating a man for several months and you have not met any of his friends, you are not his girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I all, literally always remembered that. Like, if you have not met any of your partner's friends, like, it's odd. If yeah. they have them. It's not like if they don't have many. If they actually have a group of friends that you're actively not meeting, like, that's weird. Yeah. It's definitely, like, why don't you want to introduce me? Are you married? Or you're embarrassed of me? Or, like, even if you think your friends won't like me, that's still weird. Like, I have to be able to meet them if this is yeah. <laughs> any kind of real relationship, which I thought was kind of crazy. That weird, um, when she tries to leave, we talked about it. That seemed like a very, like, sex assault kind of deal. Mm -hmm. but nothing happened like i mean she didn't actively scream and she obviously showed up again like yeah. i mean they kept seeing each other um what did you think about when she was they were at the bar they were at like a bar and she was talking about like it was all the guys and she's like oh you want to be one of the guys huh and she like <laughs> she like pulls down his zipper and starts like grabbing his dick and there's a guy like an old man like sitting right behind him at the bar who's like looking down and looking at him and then he like stops her kind of and he's like you want to be one of the boys and then the next scene is like a hotel room with like a full tux and he's like <laughs> wear this meet me at the lobby at five i was like that's why i, I feel like, like it's not about gratification for him I was like, how did we get here? Like, yeah, right. I was, I was like, like how, how do you make do this? How, how do you make that jump from like, um, it, um, it, I mean, I thought it was interesting to watch. I don't, um, I don't really understand it, frankly, but no, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I thought I, it was I, really interesting though. I mean, I, I mean, it made me laugh. I didn't really follow where it was coming from. Um, but I, mean, I did like when he was talking to her, like one of the guys and he was talking about like, girls and heart-shaped asses that felt like actual mickey rourke like yeah. in that moment i felt like i was actually watching mickey and not john not yeah. john gray <laughs> like the character because that's kind of how he was in spun that i found attractive oh okay <laughs> it was like so yeah go back and listen to this the forward flash on spun because i think jai like literally like her head might explode off when I was like, I found the meth cook the hottest. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> Mickey Rourke? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it. It's one of those things. This one is way more like palpable. Like he's made to be attractive. It's not like he's some weird, like, like only some people would find him attractive. It's it's like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like we know what you're doing. No one's gonna not find this attractive. It's done for a reason. But it's oh. like the Edward Norton version. It's like some people like like him and that, and some people are like, oh no, I don't get it. Oh hey, this is a random note, but I found that passage of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> <clears throat> he he reaches between my legs and pulls on the blue string. What? And oh no. <laughs> Oh no no no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no Charles. Oh god, I need a shot. Okay. Um okay. So so he 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 reaches between my legs and pulls on the blue string. What? And gently pulls my tampon out and tosses oh, it my. into the nearby toilet. Holy fuck, sweet mother of all. Jeez. And then he's inside me. Ah! Skin against skin. <laughs> Moving slowly at first, easily testing me, pushing me. Oh my. I grip onto the sink, panting, forcing myself back on him, 
feeding, feeling him inside me. Oh, the sweet agony. His, <laughs> oh, my God. His hands clasp on my hips. He sets a punishing rhythm in, out, as, as he reaches around and finds my clitoris massaging me. Oh, geez. I, I can feel, feel myself quickening, quicken, quicken. That's right, baby, he rasps as he grinds into me, angling his hips. And it's enough to send me flying, flying high. Whoa! <laughs> I really hope anyone who's listening to this on like a loud Bluetooth speaker. (laughs) I'm not going to timestamp it. I'm just going to see if I get any mad, angry complaints. Like, can you give a warning when there's a passage of 50? My kids were in the car. (laughs) You shouldn't be listening to nine and a half weeks if your kids are in the car. (laughs) And as I spiral down through, through my orgasm, he holds me and, and, and then he comes too. And, he calls my name like it's a litany or a prayer. Oh, Anna. Oh, baby, he said. Will I ever get enough of you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. The, there were so many sexually depraved women who were, like, horny as fuck for this book. Because when it came out, if I was, like, like a lot of, like, you know, middle America moms or, like, suburban moms were, like, they were like gobbling this shit up. Like it was everywhere. And I was like, what's the big deal about this book? Like, aren't people like in relationships? Like, I don't get it. It's like, why is this so crazy? And then when I've heard passages from it, I was like, this is the worst writing I've ever heard. It is so horrible, but it, it I find it genuinely like hilarious. Like, <laughs> it is hilarious. And I think the woman who wrote it, doesn't she like kind of find it funny too now? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like she doesn't, I guess, take it too seriously because she's fucking rich. So I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, do, I do love that we ha- basically have Fifty Shades of Grey because 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 um like Stephanie Mayer basically fucked up Twilight. <laughs> you know? I know, right? <laughs> it, it literally is like the Twilight Edward and Bella. Yeah, <laughs> but like. Yeah, he was also very. There's also some nine and a half weeks comparisons to Bella and, exactly. and Edward. Yeah, Edward exactly. literally tells her what to do and she obeys. Yeah. She tries to get a little ornery there until she gets that weird ass kid. And oh God, the fucking birth <laughs> scene. I, I, that was. Oh, God. I don't know why neither you or Jules warned me about that. But now I'm fully on like the Twilight TikTok. And I posted, <laughs> oh, because you're not on TikTok. I can post you the link though. I sent this video to Jules the other day and it was like people who actually go to Forks in Washington and like oh, there's a God. tour. And I was like, me, you and Charles should do this. <laughs> She's like, you know, I'm actually ready. I was like, we should go in the fall. <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, that sounds really fun. Yeah, I was like, I want to go to Pacific Northwest anyway. I was like, fuck yeah, that actually sounds really cool. It's like the Sex in the City tour, but it's like the Twilight <laughs> tour. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, heart shaped asses. I enjoyed that convo. Um, the dirty sex scene in the sewer. The mugging was kind of creepy, though. Um, yeah, I mean, how did we get from um, Elizabeth dressing up as a man to? Um, out to a like total hate crime to yeah. them, like beating the shit out of like these guys to like sewer sex in the rain like, and her <laughs> stabbing him with in the ass with his own knife <laughs> and then that <laughs> yeah did you see it did you see me <laughs> I was like 
oh my god um another really interesting quote i got i I really like was that after he's completely like humiliated her by bringing this prostitute into the chelsea hotel where sid and nancy died and a bunch of other depravist things oh was that like the chelsea hotel Mm -hmm. yeah oh wow Mm -hmm. okay Okay. i don't know about inside but outside yeah yeah, okay when they showed it so the fact that she goes there and she thinks it's going to be like some super hot night and the fact that like she has the the thigh highs with like the garter and the the girls like taking them off i was like you can feel that's on a man's hand mm-hmm. so i wondered why at first and then i was like oh okay so she knows that this is happening but it's weird when this is happening he's like looking and like laughing and then he kind of like looks away like he looks out the window like he wasn't even looking at them and yeah. i was like is he trying to stop from laughing like and he's like oh shit i have to like be serious and then i i, I actually love the manic rage that she flies into <laughs> when he starts like making out with the girl and she's just like <laughs> like she just starts like screaming and like punching and then he has to kind of hold them both in two corners like ladies ladies <laughs> like let's not get crazy and then i love how the woman like the sex worker just starts laughing she's yeah. like <laughs> maniacally laughing like this bitch she was like so stuffy and like so crazy like she doesn't even know i find that i found that really crazy and then so she's like running on the street and i love how he goes how does it feel? How does it feel to be out of control, Elizabeth? (laughs) I was like, wow, this motherfucker, like he's just, this is what he does. This is his kink. It's, it's just like taking control from people. Yeah. And he would make a fine cult leader. I think so. (laughs) I think, I think he's got the charisma and somehow has a plan. And I feel like people would follow him. And (laughs) I also wrote this peep show the weird live sex show and then them starting to kind of make out and these weird leering eyes. I. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was sort of interesting how when she decides to leave, how she doesn't make a big deal about it. It's not like this like big dramatic scene. She like just gets out of bed and just starts packing, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not like it's, it's not, it's not dramatic at all. He doesn't try to make like some big grand gesture. He just, kind of tries to you know talk to her you know and it's happened before yeah and i mean clearly it's it's not it's not like he's like giving this grand speech he's just like i feel like it's just genuinely like you know what's um you know on his mind like he's i feel like all the barriers have kind of broken down he's kind of being him Mm -hmm. um so and he um, also knows what she wants and that he's not giving it to her and that's why his last ditch effort is like, let me tell you about my family because I know that I haven't told you anything about me. And he doesn't know much about her either. I mean, in all honesty, yeah, he doesn't know much about her. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think he kind of cares really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. I was like, do you, are you dating though? Like, isn't this just like an arrangement? For nine and a half weeks? I can get down with that. That's just what? Like two months and some change? I, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, not the, apparently the way the novel is, but this would probably throw me for a loop. I mean, yeah. she didn't lose her job or anything on the upside. So it's, I mean, she kept it together. Yeah, yeah. She kept it together. He talks about his family. He's the youngest of five brothers. Blah, blah, blah. Parents are retired. You help support them. Okay, yeah. cool. So you're a good guy, but why the fuck did you do all that for me? And why don't you do something for me? 
<laughs> like I want you. I'm. Mean, I'm not listening to you today. <laughs> You're listening to me today. That's what I would have liked. So yeah, I mean, we've reached the end of this like 90 minutes <laughs> of talking that, about nine and a half weeks. I feel like we started off with the Shire, and now we're in Mordor. Yeah, totally. And I feel like after Batman Returns and this, uh, the next one I'm doing is Clockwork Orange. So fucking a man, it's just dark, oh. sick depravity all you're, around. You're you're you just are not giving yourself a break. <laughs> like, I'm not. And then um, also I w- I wanted to ask you. I can ask you this on air so that if you say no, everyone's going to be really disappointed. That <laughs> me and Mikey are starting up, uh, finishing up season three of part two of Buffy. So if you wanted to join us from bad girls to the finale and the Ascension, you are welcome. Uh, I'm good. Thank you, though. Oh, damn. (laughs) It is a big commitment. I have to now, like, watch one episode every day so I don't get, like, bogged down with having to watch, like, a whole day of of TV. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it, I think, next month sometime or maybe beginning of the year. Who knows? It depends on, like, how the holiday schedule works, but... But yeah, we will do it. I just remembered the other day. I was like, shit, we just did part one. We have to finish part part two. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. But yeah, we're doing some stuff. You're going to be home for the holidays. So we're going to do, I think, the first episode of Six Feet Under on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do the crying game. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you. Um, I um um I was thinking about the crying game, but then I was also thinking um, if um, would you um, – well, uh, okay um, – so I'm like totally down for the crying game. I was also thinking maybe we should do Pecker because that's. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. Yeah, same. Well, let's oh. do Pecker then. Yeah. We okay. will do crying game eventually everyone. Okay. So yeah, don't, don't despair, but yeah. Okay. Let's do Pecker while you're okay. away. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, if you have any other notes, do you have any other notes about, I, you know, um, I, um, I, all I'll say is that I enjoyed the ride and I'm not using that for a euphemism of, of, in, in any way. It was just a movie I, I liked from beginning to end. <laughs> I did as well. And I now have to go excuse myself to an interior room and we will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.